my na- my name is Parker, and I have small peepee. I also have a small pee pee in my oh no. Harley. everybody to catch up podcast i am parker i got the wifey for lifey hey guys what you doing over there i'm eating some pizza what kind of pizza um i made some homemade i hear the sa- the sounds are so clear coming through the prolific sound i made some uh mozzarella pizza with homemade sauce and homemade dough so you, so you just made pizza i made yeah all of it well, no, you said mozzarella pizza, and mozzarella cheese is the typical cheese for pizza, so I said you just made pizza. Is it? Mozzarella cheese? I think it is, yeah. Really? I used, like, fresh mozzarella, like the ball that you had to slice, though. I didn't use, like, shredded oh. packaged cheese. And then I made my yeah. own sauce, and I made my own dough. So, it's not just Can pizza. someone explain to me why? Go ahead. Oh, I was done. That was it. Can someone explain to me why mozzarella cheese is wet? Is it just the stringy like, like nature of the cheese? No, it's like it's it's like it's like leaves like a residue. It's really weird. Yeah, like a, in like the liquid behind in the package, it is kind of moist. But there's another cheese that's similar to Whoa. mozzarella, smaller, and that actually it comes in comes in a container full of a liquid. I don't know if it's water or what it is, but it sits in the cottage liquid. Cheese. No, it's not cottage cheese. It's it's round like mozzarella, but they're smaller. Is that mozzarella? Mozzarella is that what you would get as like a cheese stick with like an elementary school like bag lunch? Yeah, but that's like fake mozzarella. Yeah, it's fake mozzarella. What makes it f- what? It's like American mozzarella. It's not the same. Oh. Think about think about like the like the the, the, the milk that mozzarella cheese is made from. I think it's like it's type of goat's milk, and it has this these properties to it that when it congeals, it gets stringy. It's made so from goat's milk. I was watching a TikTok the other day of a guy from Aldi, and he was saying that most of buffalo Aldi... milk. Mozzarella is made from buffalo milk. Traditional Southern Italian cheese made from Italian buffalo's milk by the pasta filata method. I don't know what that means, but hmm. something in or something in Italian, but buffalo milk. Hashtag that's... buffalo milk. Yeah, that's weird. Is there enough pizza for me? Did you just do stuffed crust? Um, no, I did not. Oh, okay. Harley, the engineer. Hello. And the chic, Derek. I'm going to pop open this G13. You can't stop me. G13? That's what that weird thing on the table was. For for the viewers at home, I was just mind blown by this this fancy device that you just push down in a, a stroking, if you will, motion. And Much like rem- one would grab a penis. Yes. And remove the top. As was not advised like a penis. <laughs> <laughs> I 
Oh yeah, I'm excited for the G13 420 baby. Says the viewers at home. Yeah, hopefully everybody's at. Well, I guess Love says the viewers at home, and I'm, I'm I'm the only viewer at home right now watching on Discord. Yeah, he's a current. Yeah, you're a current at home viewer. Home is really a relative term. Yeah. Home is where the heart is. If if you're listening to Catch All Podcast, you know your home. Home is where you make it. You found your home. How's everybody doing? Harley, what you got over there? This is a Sweetwater Highlight. It's a locale easy IPA. I want you to tell me how you like that, because I had one yesterday. I like the sounds. That is surprisingly tasty. It is. It was very good for, like, a lot, quote-unquote, light IPA. I liked it a yeah. lot. Emily, thank you for that variety pack of Sweetwaters you brought home. You guys vent real quick. I'm going to run up and grab a canopy right back in about 10 seconds. A canopy? Sorry, okay. Crack open. Oh, man. Just, 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 just talk about birds and shit. Birds and shit. I haven't seen any cool shits lately. Actually, actually I've seen like a few very large shits on my car somehow. Uh-huh. It's like a falcon or something turning over know. your vehicle? We're, we're talking like maybe 50, 60 millimeters in diameter. And does that have any like small bones of a rat Like it would be, that would lead you to believe I, an I, owl I didn't look scat? close enough to figure it out. But oh. there was, somehow it like, got on the like the, pa- the driver's side passenger handle of the Ew. car. Yeah. And it was like on top and like... Did you have to power through it? Coming down. I, I waited longer than I should have to <laughs> get a car wash. But I guess I could have just washed my car, but that's... That would make too much sense. Yeah. You know who likes to eat turds? Stella. Never turned yeah. with deliciousness. What you got? That was an awkward time to come back and say that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Der- it's Derek. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? What? What's your, what's your brewski? It's not C- a brewski. It's a cider. Oh, it's a cider. A grappage stopping steakin. Recorder leg. I don't know what that is, but I like the way you said it. Really good. Very nice. It's uh, the quarter leg. It's Swedish. Sweden? Is it like Definitely. a sweet meatball? In a can? Like what? A, a sweet meatball. Sweet what, what in a can? In a can. A sweet meatball in a can. It's like it's like it's it's IKEA in a can, baby. Yes, that's what I wanted to hear. Someone told me about it and I don't remember who or where I heard it, but I found it at a total wine and there's not one around here, so mm-hmm. I had to stop by one uh, near work one day, and I found it. I said, "Ooh, I'm gonna try that! It is the best thing I've ever had." Is that one of those like giant liquor store places? They don't. I don't think they actually have liquor. I think it's just wine and beer. But they oh, have okay. so much beer. Okay, I've I've heard about them like having large beer selections, but I've never actually been to one. There, it's definitely it's it's. It's like you ever have you ever been inside of a, uh, you know, inside of like a, a Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's it basically looks like someone took all the appliances out of a Bed Bath and Beyond and put alcohol in it. Mm-hmm. And that's nice. kind of the setup. It's, it's like probably what it was. It's probably all it was was just Bed Bath and Beyond. It could have been. Um, but a little bit of bookkeeping before we go around and get uh, everybody caught up. Uh, we have the Catch-All Book Club of Bioshock coming up here in April. And as of today, Scrantonicity is on the books for August 9th at Bank Street Cafe. So Ooh. if you want to listen to some music, 
come over to Bank Street Cafe. You can stand outside if you don't want to be around a whole bunch of people. That's fine. You can still hear from outside. And hopefully we'll all be vaccinated by that point anyway, so it won't be that big a deal. But yeah, August 9th, we'll play some it. play some cool music, and you just come down and hear it. Derek's over there playing music on a golf club, it looks like. Putter. Is that, is that new? Did you get it at the, the Superstore? Or is that uh, yours? No, I got this off eBay about about six weeks ago. Oh, nice! But it's a it's a much nicer putter than the one that I was using that I got from like Walmart for like twenty bucks. I like so the this like I like the like what is that 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 electrode on the end of it? I feel like that's a cattle prod. It reminds me of a Sega Genesis controller. <laughs> oh my god, it does look like a controller. Hmm. No, these I think these these little round things at the bottom are weights. Mm-hmm. Are they removable? The little forks in the back is just I, I I don't know I haven't tried to remove them yet nor do I wish to but yeah because they I'm... have they have hex head bits in them so I could probably take them out if I wanted to but I don't know if this whole thing will fall apart if I do. I know my new driver has like a bunch it's... of like adjustable stuff on it so I didn't know how like in depth like, I assume once you start getting higher up in like clubs and stuff they start becoming a little bit more modular <laughs> especially ones that you use more like a putter or a driver or something. Kinda I like went to the PGA store today to uh, try out some drivers just to see what was out there. Mm-hmm. And uh, I tried I tried I tried one of them that had like the little like switch weight on it that like goes around the outside of it kind of like in an arc. Yeah, that you can adjust, and uh, that was pretty cool. But I tell you what, I like that Callaway Rogue that Emily got me quite a bit, even though I can't Mm -hmm. hit that thing reliably straight yet. When it hits, that bitch soars. You feel you feel like you have big PP when you step back after hitting that bad boy. (laughs) BDE. Mm -hmm. Emily, catch us up. What do you What have you been doing? What what have we been doing? I don't even know. Where are we? I don't either. I feel like we've been doing too much, but really not much of anything. Decorating the house, we hung up that that cow skull. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we've talked about that yet. I don't either. We hung up a cow skull, a longhorn. We lung, hung up a longhorn. Long, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not just a random black and white cow dead we, on the side of the road. I feel like we've been cooking in a lot, okay. and that's taking up a lot of effort. Uh huh. I don't know why that takes up so much effort. I've but been doing a bad job of cooking, and have resulted in eating out, and now I have like a stomach larger than I want and high blood pressure, so mm-hmm. i got to change that. And Let's start yeah. just doing crunches, maybe. I'm so down. You just hold my I ankles, and then I'll do crunches, and then reverse. I started walking with my uh, younger sister. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've done that two times so far and I felt like a wuss after walking walking three miles and my legs were sore. I was mm-hmm. like, I, I remember when you used this. to like you did like a, a 10k or something ridiculous. I like accidentally ran. Accidentally and you didn't even train for it or anything. Yeah. In Sambas. Yeah. What's a Samba? Is that sandals? Uh, those are Adidas indoor soccer shoes oh. that are oh yeah some of I my favorite shoes of all time. Recently got new shoes that are also Adidas because they just I just like Adidas shoes in general. Adidas. Adidas, the brand with three You have stripes. Adidas socks on right now. I do. I bought these with my shoes. <laughs> I love um, it. But I like them because they have like a wide toe box. Mm. Aesthetically, I think I prefer Pumas, but uh-huh. Pumas have a particularly narrow toe box, so mm-hmm. I can't wear them. I feel okay. like you might want to enjoy these shoes. Emily oh, is all about cloud. those things. On cloud. They're they very comfortable, but I feel cozy. like... 
I have a size. I'm I'm like eight and a half, nine, but I have a size of these in nine and a size in ten, um, and even the nine for women, the toe box feels fairly large. I'm pretty funny about. I've got like this this tick about me that whatever shoes I'm wearing, if I'm if it's not a fashion shoe, if it's just an everyday shoe, I have to be able to cross my toes and like pop them inside my shoe. Oh, that's weird. How do you pop your toe? Like, I like, can pop my toes, but it, they like require this. manual manipulation. Like this. I just sit down on the floor wherever I'm at and take my shoes off. And I have I have to be able to do it inside my shoes, and I've been like this since I was a child. But these shoes... You are slightly oh, psychotic. I, see, I, see what I, I was so in my head, I was picturing your big toe going over your first toe after your big toe instead of under. And it's going was, over. I was big confused. Wait, it's going over. Okay, never mind. Yeah, I am see, still confused. Wait, <laughs> Ready? <laughs> I guess I might. Does, was that the pop? I guess I might no. be able to do that in my. Sh- I don't know. I'm gonna have to try that next yeah, time. Yeah, I don't. My toes are not that manipulative. I'm in socks and loving it right now. So yeah, my no, toes I'd... don't pop. None of them. The rest of my body randomly does. Yeah. Oh, oh my, my gosh. Yes, Emily, tell us about it. Okay, so last night, Cody, our roommate, she. Cody. 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 <laughs> Cody. She told us that she watched this TikTok with her boyfriend on a new way to pop your back. And what you do is one person sits on their knees. Ladies. Facing facing left. And a person comes up to their back, so facing right. And the person on their knees, like, puts their hands behind their head with their, like, elbows pointing to either side of them. And the person behind them helping them pop their back comes in and locks their arms through the other people's arms and, like, stands up with their butt sticking up, like, to their, I guess, in between their shoulder blades. Yeah, your butt's And, like, in lifts your up on their back. And, I mean, it's just an incredible mm-hmm. pop. That sounds like a, a variation on something that I've seen before that chiropractors use, but they just do it elevated relative to the person when they're on a table. Oh, okay. So it sounds like a, a hacky version of that. Mm-hmm. But it yeah, works. It's like a, decom- it's like a decompression. Mm-hmm. After the podcast tonight, we'll try it out on you. I'll let Parker try it out. I haven't figured out how to do it to somebody yet. I've we'll we'll make sure we post a picture of this happening. Uh, yes, yeah, for sure. I'll take a picture of Parker and Harley uh, popping each other's backs. <laughs> Butt to back. Butt to back. Butt to back. Derek, you'll have to <laughs> you have to take put it on layaway or something. Next time you're over here, we'll we'll oh, we'll pop your back real good. That's I'm good. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding. I have the hardest time popping my back. Harley's popped it in maybe like two spots before. Parker's popped it maybe three spots before. Hey, you kind of shortchanged me a little bit. I popped it. Not a lot, though. I mean, it just pops so in a t- few to spots. To be fair, she said spots, not times. I guess. Yes. 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 John's popped it in a few spots before, but when Parker and Cody did this to my back, I mean, it really got the whole upper part of my back. Yeah, I I will say I've never heard your back pop that much at once. I have never either, except for maybe one time at the chiropractor. I haven't gotten some good good pops out of it yet, just because I I pop my back so regularly anyway. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Harley may be able to. He's a little stronger than me and Cody, so he may be able to. Yeah, he's taller too, so he Mm -hmm. may stand up and yank it. We'll see. We'll We'll see. We'll see how the night goes. Yeah, we'll see. Anything else you've been doing? Um, I found out through work I can get the COVID vaccine. Look at that. So I'm real excited about that. I got um my letter from my boss or whatever saying that 
my work qualifies to be able to get it. So as soon as I make an appointment, I guess I can get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Other than that, you know, Shh. I've been up to about the same stuff. Nice. I feel like exhausted. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty tired too. I don't know if it's maybe this rainy weather here in Georgia or the the change in weather. Like yesterday it was 75 degrees and today it was 46 degrees. Maybe so that. Fun fact about changing of weather. I remember this from high school biology. Uh, the change of like whether it's not raining or not has a correlation with the change in uh, barometric pressure. Mm-hmm. Especially like right before rain, which is typically why people that have some type of joint surgery or joint problem have that like stereotypical, oh, I can feel it in my knees. The rain mm-hmm. is coming. There's actually like scientific validity to that. Oh, yeah. The barometri- barometric pressure always gives me a headache. So the past few days I've been having a headache. And for a long time, like in high school, I used to have the worst headaches and I never knew what it was from. But I think it was always just the rain. That might indicate that you have like a spinal column compression issue, which is probably why that popping thing that decompresses feels so good to you. Probably. I do have spinal problems. I like. Don't have, you have like scoliosis or something? I have scoliosis, like mild scoliosis, and a other another type of scoli. I mean, not scoliosis, but another, a, type, of another type of osis. I was. I mean, no, seriously. He the the chiropractor told me, but I can't remember exactly what it was called, and it's where like. The, the points on your spine, what are those called? Vertebrae? Yeah, but all the discs on your spine are called vertebrae. What are the points called, right? That come out of the vertebrae? Yes. Oh, I don't know what the point, those parts of the bone the, are called. Uh, the, the, um, the, the, the pointy bits. Yeah, the there pointy bits. But yeah, the pointy bits. I mean, essentially, the vertebrae is the main thing. And it would... Uh, Emily, ver- they're called pointy bits? Uh, the pointy bits are not lined up, so my vertebrae vertebrae are twisted mm-hmm. so not only do i have scoliosis but my vertebrae is twisted so i do have a lot of bad problems we've been trying to get our house in order though we finally got curtains yeah we just gotta we hang them up, up yet mm-hmm. is it not that our house didn't look complete before but now it's looking like it's looking complete it's looking like a house we finally have stuff up on the walls and i feel like when stuff is not hung up on walls it kind of looks like a hospital mm-hmm Ooh, we, we also have exciting news. Oh, Parker yeah. and I are going to be... Aunt and uncle. ...soon, like this week. Uh-huh. My sister's so squirting So next time we kid. record, we're going to be an aunt and an uncle for the first time. Yep. First little baby in the family. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. It is exciting. That's need, enough about me. I need to hang the guitars on the wall. The pointy bit of a vertebra is referred to as the spinous process. Please double check me, and if I'm incorrect, comment. Spinous I appreciate process. your... Uh, your appreciation to detail. So we've got, we've got what we've got, perineum and what did you say, Harley? Process. The sword? Spinous process. Spinous process. I'm gonna it's write that down so I'll remember. It. Adam, cut, Adam cut that in at some point. Spinous process. Eventually, our podcast is just gonna be definitions of words. <laughs> just us reading the dictionary. <laughs> Love it. It's not even going to be that. It's just going to be us saying things like frenulum or whatever. Frenulum. <laughs> Flick the frenulum. Welcome to the episode of Catch All oh, Podcast. Jesus. This week, Webster's approach. <laughs> Webster's approach. Harley, catch us up. What have you been doing? I've Hanging been out? Of, I've been doing lots of stuff. I finally got the time and mental power to get back into playing some Horizon Zero Dawn. Nice. That's been good. Um, been enjoying that. Um, 
been having good time at work, making progress on projects and stuff. That's mm-hmm. chill. Uh, see what's on it. I got a haircut recently. Looks I fresh. I know. I uh, I'm a, a cool number six shaved head. Mm, did you do it yourself or did you go someplace? I did. So Ooh. the decision was in part because it just needed one. It was getting too long. Mm-hmm. Um, but also because I was tired of being dependent and having to like take mental effort to schedule a time to either get a haircut or mm-hmm. my mom had given me a haircut a couple times. Uh, so that was like a freeze. That wasn't a financial situation. Like Sammy can give me a haircut. But I just wanted to be able to be kind of the mental energy freed up mm-hmm. uh, to not have to worry about it. So, and I'm I, the, I bought like a forty dollar ish kit from Walmart mm-hmm. called Wally Worlds. Nice. Uh, so I'm gonna try to maybe learn how to do some like trimmed styles. So it's not just hey look that guy has zero effort put towards the way he looks. Um, but for right now, I literally is just like to free up mental energy just to make my life simpler and I can enjoy the free time I have. I appreciate that. I feel like I have zero free mental bandwidth. I always feel like shave your head. That may be the secret. (laughs) I had a one day weekend this week and I really appreciate my chill time. And I, I just, I right now feel on the, I feel afraid. Every week for me, I only have a one day weekend. Every week. That's my life. One day. You hold it together so much better than I am because you're so much stronger than I am. That was the correct answer. (laughs) I'm not strong. <laughs> I'm slowly turning into the ground. Derek, catch us up. What have you been up to there, pal? Uh, well, in all this talk of you having a one-day weekend, uh, I took this whole week off. You sassy bastard. Because, you sassy man. Because I had a week of vacation left, and I had to take it before the end uh, for like the end of next week. Mm-hmm. So here you are, yeah. taking it. Nice. Um, but, um... I do know that I, did, I went and played. A, I went and played golf last Saturday mm-hmm. uh, up in Athens, and I, I met up with I met up with a group that I found on Instagram of people that just get together and just golf together. Mm-hmm. You know, no no real competition or anything, just getting out there having fun. And uh, we went to the UGA golf course, uh, which is where uh, the University of Georgia's golf team uh, plays and practices and all that. Sure, it is one of the nicest courses I've ever I've ever been on. Granted, I've only been on like four. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, of those four, it was definitely the nicest one. Yeah, UJ. Sorry, we only, we only played we only played nine holes, and in those and we we chose to walk those nine holes. Interesting move. Renting a cart. Yep. Was um, that was that cheaper? Is it not like the cart was included in the cost of the holes? To walk to so like the pricing varies. Depending on you know if you got a cart or if you're walking or, or whatnot, to walk nine holes there was like twenty bucks, mm-hmm. and then you can rent like this little push stroller kind of thing to like put your uh, your your golf club bag on, and that that's like four dollars to rent that. I should have done that, but I didn't think about it. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, it's just nine holes and it's just walking. I need the exercise. It's fine. By about hole three, I was dying. That is like, something I never would have ever even considered as a possibility as walking. A golf game. I just, I just assumed that it's always. Oh no, you have the golf cart, and that is your caddy. Basically, you put the bags on it, and then you drive well, around. If you watch any professional match, uh, they always walk, and they always have a caddy. Really? I could have used a caddy. Yeah. 
Wow. Like they don't ever they don't ever use carts in 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 uh, uh, in the, uh, the the professional golf courses. Interesting. For the the uh, events. I just look- I know a lot of those. I'm sure a lot of those. Uh, a lot of those courses don't even have carts, to be honest with you. Like I know the, I know that Augusta National, where the Masters is at, doesn't have carts. Uh huh. I just looked so. at the uh, weather because since I had to kind of change my schedule around this week, um, I'm going to have Saturday off, and I was going to say if it's sunny, we should all go play golf because that'd be fun. But it is going to be really 55 fun. degrees, and I don't want to play when it's that cold. But 55 degrees is not well. That I think it was. Cold. Co- I think it was colder. I think it was a little colder when we went to Morgan Dairy, and it was windy. Maybe, maybe. Hello, Emily, are we doing anything Saturday? Do we have anything planned? I've got a conference thing that I have to attend all day. Okay, so I don't so know. I mean, I'll be home for dinner. Gotcha. Okay, so let's play it by ear. Maybe that could be something. Yeah. I'm off Saturday. I don't know, I'm not normally off on Saturday, so that, totally that'd be down. fun. I played... Um, I'm down. I played Shoal Creek in Griffin with my buddy the other day. Shoal Creek was pretty nice. I didn't know what to expect. The city of Griffin Golf Course is perfectly fine. Morgan Dairy, I mean, you know what you're paying for in Morgan Dairy. Um, the only golf course I've been to, so yeah. no, I don't. <laughs> we, you, we, need, we need to go play that Jackson course. You want to do Jackson if we go play golf Saturday? We can do Jackson. Okay. Going on down to Jackson, going to have myself have the time. time. Nice. Uh <laughs> Methamphetamines everywhere. <laughs> Stella looks completely she looks completely terrified right now. I didn't get to do much over my one day weekend. I've been playing I finally got into Arkham Knight in the Batman Arkham series. Nice. And I love well, I think I already talked about this, but I love Arkham the Arkham series so much, and Arkham Knight is so much fun. I know a lot of, I've read a lot of people complaining about like how much they use the Batmobile in it and how it feels kind of shoehorned. I don't think that at all. I think it's so cool. Batman, you can just call the Batmobile whenever and he's just doing his Batman thing with the Batmobile and it can turn into a tank and whatnot. It's, oh my God, it's fun. I'm enjoying it a lot. I hadn't started Bioshock yet for the book club. Emily, you should watch at least the opening of Bioshock because I like Bioshock a lot and it's real good. You may enjoy it. It may not be quite Last of Us vibes, but it's got a real good story. So maybe we'll at least start it together. Maybe. 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 Other than that, yeah, I haven't done much. I re- uh, aquascaped the freshwater fish tank the other day. I got some new plants and put those in there. And it looks pretty good. It's got a little pop of color now, a little red going on in there, getting the hardness under control, and all the fish are starting to come out. So slowly starting to add some more, not losing any anymore. Um, need to get a couple more tetras. They'll be nice and pretty, and then eventually get some discus and let them fight it out. I'm going to add some more discus in there, and then what is that godforsaken sound? I don't hear anything. Is it just my voice? Probably. I'm sorry. Is, I'm it, not... is it still happening? Yeah, we don't hear anything on our side. Oh, something's pumping. E. <clears throat> Do you hear music or something? Is it a beat? What's happening? It's like some techno beat going on when he opened whatever that. Oh yeah, maybe here's in psychology. Maybe I don't know. Maybe your web page has like sound on it or something. Weird. I have my computer muted, but go to that window and see if you can mute this one. That window, yeah, the streamed window. How do I? And it's got a volume slider on it. There we go. 
Okay, I did not know that would happen. That's interesting. Yeah, that, I didn't know it would share sound either. Learn something new every day. Discord is so cool. I didn't. I've never like understood the full capacity of Discord. Yeah, I've just joined like a couple Discords here and there, like a Destiny Discord, trying to do raids and stuff because I'm yeah. a I'm a big nerd. My my first exposure to Discord was not using Discord. It was watching people use Discord for streaming and podcasting stuff. Uh, for Overwatch content. Nice. So I learned a good bit from that. Parker, that's not the only thing you've used Discord for. It is not because we used to coordinate Pokemon raids with Discord. Thank you. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Yeah, what I, a, what I say it was the. What the uh, I, as one of the original. Yes, yes, yes. One of the original uses was Destiny, but also, yes, uh, coordinating Pokemon Go raids. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Which I don't take it that seriously coordinating anymore because you can do them remotely. So why coordinate it? Just send, just send me an invite. I'll join in. It's fine. Um, so one that wants Parker's invite code, we'll send it. We'll yeah, put it in I'll give Instagram. you my friend code. Okay, we'll be we'll be friends. Go to patreon.com slash catch all podcast. Throw a couple bucks. I'll send you my friend. Let's talk about tacos. Emily and I had some really good street tacos the other day, and I wanted to get your guys' opinion on what qualifies as a street taco and what is your preferred taco. Because I've heard the term street taco thrown about all willy-nilly and mm -hmm. does that mean does that designate a taco as it like a different type of taco it being a street taco or is that just literally it being served on the street go i don't know about taco specifically but i know that like corn street meat you eat corn you can, I mean, obviously there there's corn served several different ways. You've got corn on the cobs. You've got creamed corn. You've got just regular boiled corn. You've mm -hmm. got corn casserole. All these different types of corn. But there's also Hang street on one second. corn. Before you continue, before you continue, I have a question. Okay. What is what is corn casserole? It's <laughs> <laughs> valid. <laughs> question <laughs> it's like i i, I only asked I, I only asked this because i had this conversation with somebody yesterday about what corn casserole was and i want to see what you say it is before I, I say what they said it was i think it's just like sour cream and butter and like um cornbread mix with corn like creamed corn inside of it maybe with sugar sometimes jalapenos because they that's that's pretty much what they said that's pretty much what they said was corn casserole was just cornbread with corn in it that's just cornbread. That's uh, <laughs> it's fancy cornbread. Well, it's a little more cornbread. It's <laughs> this not, cornbre this cornbread is crunchy. Yeah, it's not in the shape of cornbread. Obviously, it's a casserole dish, but it's also more moist and more like a like a side dish instead of a bread. It's less bready for sure. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Have we had corn casserole okay. together? I've made it. I don't know if you've ever had it. Okay. You're out and gone a lot at work, so I you am, may have yes. missed it. So Okay. So street corn, from my understanding, I've never eaten street, street corn. Street corn? Street corn. There's street corn. What? Oh, it's so yeah. good. So, Derek, I've never had it, so correct me if I'm wrong, but it's like corn on the cob filled with butter and like seasoning and maybe sometimes fried. Sounds about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. Um, Maybe served on a stick. I don't think it's. I don't think it's fried. I think it's grilled. Grilled, grilled. Yeah, you're it right. I think it's it might be fried. I don't know. I just know that it's got a lot <laughs> of butter on it, and it is 
Fantastic. So there's a difference between just regular corn on the cob and street corn. So I'm assuming that there's a difference between regular tacos and street tacos. Like think about when we went to Ecuador. The street food in Ecuador street meat. was one, cheaper. Street meat. Two, well, cooked on the street. Not probably very healthy either. I felt like it was I don't healthy. know, man. Some oh my god. I felt it like it was so very good. healthy. What was that? What's that one that one dish we had where it like is meat on the skewer and it like spins around, they shave it off? What's that called? That's just called meat. Shawarma. Shawarma, yes. You ever had shawarma? I know it's a great shawarma place. You wanna go get some shawarma after this? Yes. I no, that's do. from a, that's that's from Avengers. Oh yeah, I was I from, what you're saying. Oh yeah, no, 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 no. I was, I, I, I was picking up what you're putting down. I was, I was going with it, baby. Uh, uh, good, 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 good. So, what? It was just what? What were you saying? I'm just saying I could tell the difference between the food that we ate on the street. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was kind of like you're gonna go to a restaurant and order a meal, but pick it up on the street. Mm-hmm. You just order it, and they cook it. They have a bunch made already, but it's kept warm and clean. Like, no bugs are going to get on it. But it's not quite as low quality as fast food. So, like, when we were in New York, and I got a falafel, and it was from, like, a street vendor. That was just a street falafel. Uh, a street falafel, if you will. See, I don't, know, I don't know if I'd consider... Because they were kind of, like, in the... It was on the street. I don't... Where's this, the, is, this is where I have a question, is... Where do you break the difference between a street item, uh-huh. a cart item, that's what and I'm, a truck item? That's that, what I'm saying. That, this is, was more, that is the uh, yes. This that was is more the like crux a truck. Of that's kind of where I was okay. going. It's a truck. It was that was a, it was a cart. that This man was standing beside. Because I one, well, I, I, I don't I, think that you have to have a hold license on, Derek, go ahead. for street. So I, I honestly think that you know the the to, my definition of street meat is okay. It's in a cart or in a stall. Or something like that. A truck, it's a truck, obviously. But when people like the way that you're trying to describe street meat, it sounds like someone's just selling it out of like a box that they're just holding. <laughs> like, you know, like 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 an old TV box. You know, like hey, yeah. I got some ham in here. You want some? <laughs> All right, Emily, what were you saying? Like, That's kind of what I was saying. Like I think that for a food truck and a food cart, you have to be licensed. Mm-hmm. But for some street food, I don't know if you have to be licensed. I could be wrong. I, so, I, I guess I'm when I think of street food, I think of that being a broader category that uh-huh. encompasses uh-huh. food carts and food trucks. What other type of venue do I not am I not aware of other than carts and trucks? Carts and trucks. Um, Is it like food market? Food market. Is that like a that uh, could be like if you go to like a, a, a farmer's market, they sell food. And it's normally uh-huh. on a parking lot street area. Yeah. Well, well, so, well, and I definitely would not consider farmers market food street food. Is it? What about like a no. um, like a, a festival or something? And they're all in like little booths. Is that is that street food? Because a lot of like those little booths are just like restaurants or whatever that come to it. Does it, it so, bega- does it become like a street food then? I don't think so because I think that's the same as most food trucks. I think not all food trucks, but most food trucks are also restaurants. Like the Varsity has a food truck, um, Moe's probably has a food truck, and that kind of thing. And that doesn't make Moe's street food. I think there's like I don't I don't know. Derek, when we go, you're, you're starting to say something. Go ahead. No, I was just saying. Just I don't think that would make Moe's street food. I think it's still just if it Moe's. It's a mobile yeah, if, 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 mobile Moe's like yeah, street mobile food Mo's. like to, like. 
like to like like to me like like street food is is something that's like you know preparing like turkey legs on mm-hmm. a grill on the side of the road you know so that kind of thing like for, like when you see somebody in a gas station parking lot selling barbecue that they're making right there in the smoker that they have attached. Yeah, to. like That's a, a, a smoker trailer. Oh, oh, yes, like a like We've a, got a lot of that. pull behind smoker trailer, and you're just like selling this barbecue in the parking lot of of a Hobby Lobby. And I'll have you know this: that is some of the best barbecue you'll ever have. I believe yeah. that a thousand percent for sure. So the the tacos we had were in a shack over on Experiment Street, and they were literally called. Street tacos. It was the it, the restaurant was called Street Tacos, or no, it's called Taqueria. Taqueria. It was. Is it still yellow? Is that I think. Yet? I think I've been there. That's really good stuff. It, it is so is. good, and it's okay. just like a literally a shack that is on the side of the road. No sitting room inside. You go in, you place your order. She told mm. you to you wait outside, and then she brought it out to you. I think I have another good definition for street food. The menu is very slim. Mm-hmm. The food mm-hmm. is, because the menu is so slim, and because they don't have a lot of space, the food that they prepare are easy items to prepare. So it's either smoking or grilling, and they have already have like pre-cut up, mm-hmm. like seasonings, Portions. seasonings oh, okay. to put on it, or just a quick rub or a quick shake of a seasoning, no, r- and that's basically and it. And that's sure. basically it. So there's not there's not like. I've got to cream the potatoes. I've got to make sure I have the sauce. Cook this the, steak medium rare. Yeah. Like, so I think that's another classification for street food. Is Interesting. Pre, pre-portioned. Sort of. Kind of. Yeah, mm-hmm. quoted. Okay. So going off of that, uh, Oxford Language Dictionary or whatever, I think is what this was from. The Google search that I just did says that street I appre- food is... I, I, uh, side note, I just appreciate how much you're willing to Google search and have a definition ready to go. <laughs> The street food is defined as pre- uh, prepared or cooked food sold by vendors in a street or other public location, which would mean like food court type mm-hmm. situation, uh, for immediate consumption. So something that they, you can hand yeah. to you and like I think something you can immediately put in your face. Exactly like what I was saying about yeah, like I not think it's fast like it's food. Yeah, because fast food has like there's an, a designated eating area or you're in a car, which you can't necessarily immediately consume. Mm-hmm. But it's like a your pure intention and purpose for existing after made this purchase is to shove it in your face. Literally turn around and put it in Correct. your face. <laughs> so does that mean... I like, I, I, Go ahead, Derek. I, I, I want to point out because, you know, we're doing the we're doing the screen share thing here and Harley's got his... Uh, Got his technology phone projected onto the screen. Is a beautiful thing. Uh, my laptop. I just want to point out this this wonderful grammatical error here under the people also ask column that says, "What is classed as street food?" What is classed? I don't think. I don't know if that's proper vernacular. <laughs> but, uh, what is it? Like what is classified? I think would be the correct term. Is that the know. abbreviation have, for classified? Classed. Would be a past tense or classified. Classed. Is it classed? I don't think you. I don't think you can put. I don't think there. I don't think there is a. Is it classified? Abbreviation. Okay. Classified. Well, third definition for the night. In my defense, English was not my strong suit, even though I speak it. So, you know. I think we as Americans just struggle with speaking, and English is a hard language. It really is. 
I know. It, it really is. It's so unnecessary. So, yeah, it is weird. But All these homonyms and It really whatever. bugs me how one word could be literally spelt like another word except for the first letter and they sound completely different. Mm-hmm. Like the word live and live? Read and read. And I, then also I there's... I still yep. can't get all the theirs right. Read and read is weird because it's not only spelled the same, it's also different tenses too. That, yeah. that one's weird. Yeah. And then there's also red, like I read that, R-E-A-D, and then the color red, which is R-E-D. So it's literally the same punctuation of the word spelled two different ways, and I'm just, it's stupid. Yeah, there's like, I love you, and then jump out of the car, we don't have time to stop. <laughs> what? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Why? Why don't I get this? I said, "There's." I don't. I, 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 I don't know how that even the car. There's no time to, to stop. What we're talking about, but I enjoyed the effort in that. Thank you. So, if street food is classified as something that is sold on the street with the intention of being able to be consumed immediately, so it's like Moe's in a food truck, then becomes street food once it is in the mobile form. Yes, I believe so. Hmm. I still don't agree. Hmm. These, I want to get I back to what you might be describing is street food culture versus street food the word. Maybe. Interesting. That's probably Interesting. what I'm thinking. So, were the tacos that we ate specifically called street tacos, or is that just were, what our friend was calling them? Uh, I don't know. Because when I walked in the store, I don't, or the restaurant, because it was a building, I don't remember them being called street tacos. I'm trying to remember. I don't remember what the menu said specifically. But it was not immediate service. It took about 10 minutes for them to cook. That's, I mean, they did cook. Yeah, they cooked on a flat top right there in front of us. I just want to comment. If there's a place you go and there's an understood term for a dish that is opposite was on the menu, you know it's good. Mm-hmm. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. When you oh, yeah. just say something that's arbitrarily not in the menu and they know exactly what you're talking about, it's the best thing there. Oh, for, yes, sure. For, for sure. For sure, for sure, for sure. I agree. Uh, uh, I, I, I have to disagree with you there. Oh, no. Example? A few things. Yeah, bring, yeah so what do you got? It's, it, at Steak and Shake, they have something called the 7 and 7. Okay. And it is seven burger patties, seven slices of cheese as a burger. I'm constipated it's already. It's not on the menu. <laughs> It's a secret menu. And I got that one time. It was good. But about three patties in, you're regretting that decision immediately. <laughs> three three patties good. in? It, How did you eat it? Did you eat it vertically, like going down? <laughs> or did you eat it I like you I, eat a burger? Like a, a protractor. I, I, yeah. don't, I don't. Sucked up one patty. I don't remember <laughs> all I. I don't remember like how Patrick. I ate it. All I know is that as I was eating it, I had the thought of, oh, I'm going to poop weird. <laughs> In their defense, though, I'm sure the burger tasted just as fine. You just wish you hadn't have ordered seven patties. Being adventurous. What about, have you have you had a gangbang for McDonald's? I have not tried that. I heard recently on one of the, the podcast episodes that I've been catching up on the old mm-hmm. po- podcast history lesson. Guaranteed Drew Miller told you about that. Uh, yep, yep. Yep, for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. The McGangbang. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Adam was very uncomfortable the whole time. Yep, and that sounds right. Can we go over what a McGangbang is? Is it a McRib on top of a cheeseburger? You're you're close. You got the idea. So it is a... With a chicken sandwich also, mixed in. Side, side comment, we miss you, Adam. 
Adam, yes. God rest his yeah. soul. Oh, we didn't even mention Adam's not here tonight, guys. I guess. Obviously. Yeah, Adam, He's just been real quiet in the corner. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a classic. King Adam. King Adam. It's a classic he's, Adam move. He's where been over there in the corner just nursing. We didn't even introduce Ew, him. Self-nursing. Uh, I'm he's leaving. Been over, no, he's, been over there, he's been over there nursing a can of icing. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Um, we finished that off last week. <laughs> He it was a classic Adam move where he made an appointment to do something, but it didn't go through, so he just made a futile trip, basically. But I mean, it, it, he's getting sized for his, the suit for his wedding, so we we miss you, Adam. No Adam here. Um, well, I don't even. McGangbang is a McDouble that you split apart, and then you take a McChicken, and then you put it inside the McDouble. And then put it back together and then eat it. Oh, oh, oh. So we need to one up the McGangbang and add the McRibs to it. Mm hmm. That's what I'm hearing. Like, in addition to? Um, maybe take away one patty. So maybe just do a regular cheeseburger, a, a chicken patty, and a McRib. So it's still only three layers, but more flavor. We could call it the McOrgy. McOrgy. Ooh. Like, Good oh, name, yes. Harley. Yeah, the McOrgy. I don't like that, but serve it with an orange peel. <laughs> it's a little garnish. Orangey. We can we can use a sweet and sour sauce to make it seem orangey. So these street tacos <laughs> were on. Speaking of tacos, two <laughs> <laughs> two corn tortillas. Um, your choice of meat being chicken, beef, or I think they had chorizo and then something else, maybe. No idea. Um, I stopped looking after I read Asada. Diced onions and then cilantro. Which? Fuck. Okay, let's get to that first. Fuck cilantro. I was about to say, which have we had this conversation on the podcast? Who likes cilantro and who doesn't? Who, Who is right and who is wrong? I am just going to go ahead and throw this out there. I married the right man. Parker effing hates cilantro, and so do I. And it's been a great marriage because I never, ever, ever have to buy cilantro. Does it taste like soap to y'all, or do you just not it? Like does it does to Parker. I, I, I have thought, I, I've thought about this. It's, I don't even know if soap is the right term to describe how cilantro tastes. I've heard the soap thing before. Can you explain to me how the fudge you get soap from cilantro? Something in your genes. Like literally. So it's just a genetic mutation. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like my dad Weird. has it. My dad thinks it tastes like soap and he won't eat cilantro either. It is just I want to be there. I wanted to be there for the uh for the first time that that was discovered where like two guys are standing there and they're like, ooh, let's try this. And one of them eats it. It's like, oh, this tastes terrible. The other one's like, oh, this tastes really good. And they just get into an argument and then beat each other to death with sticks. Yeah, I, that, that's exactly how I imagine that. As soon Beating as you start each other that. with sticks. Yeah, no, cilantro it doesn't belong anywhere. Burn all of it. Let it go extinct. Cilantro's the worst. I can eat cilantro straight off the bush. See, uh, that's how my mom is. How? She will literally order water and put cilantro in her water. A, wa- a cilantro infused. What? what? <laughs> that is. That you have cilantro and lime and water is the shit. What the hell? That is like Mexican water. Mexican minus water. all the disease. <laughs> oh, oh, too far, too far. Jesus. 
We can cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want that on the internet forever. <laughs> make a note. Make a note. <laughs> I don't have the timestamps. You're uh, the, with the computer. One, one hour, five minutes. Just, and I'm totally serious, Adam. If this is still in, I'm going to be very mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! I remember when I don't know specifically if I had had cilantro, but I remember the defining point is I used to have a bearded dragon, and cilantro is like one of the staple foods you tell them to feed them because it's high in like certain vitamins and minerals that they need or something. So you mix cilantro within some of the other leafy greens that they eat, and I remember like cutting that up and just getting nauseous at the smell of like smushed cilantro. And that was the defining moment. I was like, oh, I don't like this. I like the smell of fresh cut or smashed cilantro better than most candles. Ooh, one year... Something in you's broken. <laughs> one year for, like, so we make our Christmas gifts or whatever. We've gone over there several times. One year I made my mom a Christmas present and I made her a cilantro-scented candle. How did you even craft that without I wanted to die gouging the whole time. your eyes out? It smells like, to me, the way that cilantro tastes and smells is kind of like a, a stink bug. A dead stink bug is what Ooh, I feel like. Why would you eating. make a candle out of it? Well, my mom likes it. <laughs> why didn't you just make the candle that, out of dead stink bugs? It would have saved you some money. It's not what most people think cilantro smells like, but that's what it smells like to me. And I feel like I can handle a slight bit of cilantro, especially if it's mixed with like jalapeno and garlic for some reason. Yeah, it, there like has it, to be something in the mixture that is, is it more, more overpowering. overpowering. Yeah. Is it the smell or the taste? It No, it's a, it's a com- yeah, it's, a, it's definitely a combination. Both. Because the smell, the smell's bad, but no, if I, even if I were to like pinch my nose or something and put it in there, like the, t- and then like salsa. So most salsa has cilantro in it and you can't smell the, the cilantro in the salsa. Um, but some restaurants put too much cilantro in it and I can't eat that kind of salsa when it has too much, but it's not like I can smell that. It's got like a weird aftertaste to it. Yeah. It's like when you eat soap, honestly. It may not taste like soap, and you eat soap, and that nasty taste is just stuck in your mouth. That's what cilantro does. Never leaves. Ever. It's still in my mouth right now, and I want to barf. See, for me, I'm like, oh, man, the cilantro's wearing off. I can't taste it anymore. <laughs> Ew. It's like pack some of my gums, like dip. Uh-huh. Well, <laughs> I got right, a can of cilantro. I got a can of cilantro. I got a can of cilantro. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Shout outs to... Please enter the name of that band here because I forgot. For sure, I, <laughs> I can't remember either. It might be literally was it, just what, dip. Was it? It was. It, it was dip, wasn't it? I think it is just dip. Yeah. Just dip, like those two words, or just the no, one word? No, no, just D-I-P. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So they put cilantro in their tacos, diced onion, but they left out cheese, which I thought was weird. And I thought that was kind of a staple of a taco, but Emily's over here trying to tell me that cheese does not go in a typical typical taco and then then we can move on to our i thought you did that's when we ordered the burrito and that didn't have cheese in the burrito side note that burrito was the best burrito i've ever had in my entire life yes so you you mentioned cheese or not cheese yes what is the distinction between and maybe like are all street tacos authentic tacos Mm -hmm. like to the native country Mm -hmm. or like, would you say that street tacos are generally a better representation of the native land they come from versus, like, 
a bastardized Taco Bell. Maybe because I've been to Mexico before and their food did not taste like Mexican restaurant food, obviously. But I feel like the quote unquote street tacos that we had was more like what I had in Mexico. One of the aspects of street tacos that I have had, the more enjoyable aspect to me is the freshness of the ingredients and like Mm -hmm. vegetables and Mm -hmm. and like especially red onions and Mm -hmm. red cabbage. I never in my life would I've thought to put red cabbage on a taco. But I wouldn't have either. Yeah, they they didn't have red cabbage. I wouldn't either because that's just nasty. <laughs> well, Apparently, I'm just the outsider. No, nah, I like red cabbage. Okay, okay, red so cabbage is very good. I don't know if I've Common ever had it. ground. Yes. Yeah. We just Jeez. touched fingers awkwardly for those that can't see. Yeah, it was worth it. So, uh, yeah, I had to take the cilantro off and add cheese. I, I just I just find cheese as a state, which might be an Americanization of tacos, is putting cheese on it. Like cheese up. I don't think cheese up's the same. Because mm-hmm. when we were in Ecuador, I don't remember getting tacos anywhere. I think it was mainly like empanadas and, and like Ecuadorian dishes, like uh, coffee and stuff. But I think Ecuador and Mexico are very different. Yeah, they, no, no, I no, think no, no. Ecuador, the, Ecuadorian the, food, is that how you say the, that? The, that's, what I'm, that's what I'm saying, yeah. Is more like, I don't know, just not the same. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's the only, well, I've been, I've coast, Costa Rica as well, but I, I would consider that more close, more similar to Ecuador then. This is not really related to the topic, topic at all, but since you threw out Ecuador, I feel like I just wanted to throw this out there with y'all. I brought this up to someone the other day. But when we were in Ecuador, they're like, what is it? The main food and like the national food of Ecuador or whatever. Mm-hmm. A the, the typical dish is guinea pig. That was the coffee. That's that's what coffee is. But I feel like we only went to one restaurant that served it. And it was a touristy restaurant right beside the, the equator. The, yeah. The, the, and yeah. I just it was mm-hmm. very I was very confused because I felt like, oh, I've heard so much about people and people in Ecuador eating guinea pig and nowhere served it. The only thing I can think of is if maybe we had gotten to a place that was less outside of a major city, then maybe we would have seen it some more. If if what? We had gone <laughs> pl- to places further outside of like a major metropolitan area. Maybe uh, we would have seen it some more. Further. Some more street food? No, a, a guinea pig. Yeah, a guinea oh, pig. Their guinea I, pig dish. I had to hmm. stop paying attention for like 20 seconds. <laughs> oh, no, so okay. the, like the main food, like the national food, the a most popular food, if you think of food in Ecuador, is guinea pig. They eat guinea pig. I did and, not know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when we got there, we were like, oh, we're going to try guinea I'm pig. I'm definitely going to eat some guinea pig. And every place we went, nowhere had guinea pig. We finally went to one restaurant that had guinea pig, but it was right at the equator. So it was a very touristy restaurant. It was the only place that had guinea pig. And not only was, I mean, it was the only place, but it was the most expensive item on the menu. That I saw in the entire country. Like yeah. It was ridiculously was expensive. A supply versus demand or like a tourist attraction? I feel like it was a tourist attraction. Okay. Yeah. Like that was the only, that was the only place in like the country that I saw that many Americans. Was so that the... Maybe street guinea pig is the Street way guinea pig. Yeah. Just like on a little pig. stick, like a little so skewer. Yeah. So this is something that I found earlier today. I don't remember what it was I was looking at when I found this, but uh, I think I was I think I got into a wormhole of like world's fastest computers or something. And I, I got onto this page of, of flops on Wikipedia, which is what what is it, Harley? It's floating operation points or something like that. 
uh, floating operation. My, my acronyms are not great. On some some computer coding or computer some computer stuff. thing. Um, basically, it's a it's it's a measure of computer performance, is what this says. Floating so point whatever operation a, per second. Floating point calculation. Yeah. So whatever a floating point calculation is, um, but down on the bottom of the page, there's this chart that tell that shows the, uh, you know, like the year and the approximate cost per gigaflop. And in 1945, it was at 129 trillion dollars, and then adjusted to uh, uh, 2019, it's one. What is that? 1881 trillion dollars just in 2019. Yeah. But it, but it has a list of the it has a, a a column for the platform that has the lo, like the lowest cost per GFLOPs for platforms like the computers and processors that were um, that 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 could uh, do those kinds of things. And if you scroll all the way down to the bottom of that chart, how what is that last thing on that list? Oh my gosh, PlayStation Five. Mm-hmm. At the cost of four cents. Which is also interesting because it went up from the previous year by a penny. Yes, but the PlayStation 5 is probably more expensive than whatever that is. I'm assuming that's, what is that, NVIDIA RTX? That's what, just a video card, right? Well, that's that, not an entire console. This is interesting console. because I think this is in part to do with some of the fluctuation of like cryptocurrency mining that has been happening over the past year. Mm. Because of all of the the prices Maybe. of computing with like the GPUs, it just it's prices are astronomical right now. So, which which would like mean that the PlayStation would be the fastest or the cheapest computing module because it's not designed for a whatever you want GPU. It's specifically for the console. But I don't know. I did, however. I just thought that was interesting. I, let me see if I can switch the screen share situation real quick. I did, however, plot the data from. You mad lad, I love it. Let me see if I can share this Excel information. Um, I'll share this. So I did plot <laughs> the information from this Wikipedia page, and it's a pretty steep drop off from the very first data point. It doesn't even look. It looks like one of my performance today <laughs> <laughs> it, it doesn't even kidding. really look exponential it just kind of plummets and if you like adjust the data to not include the first element it just looks like a shifted version uh which i don't maybe i haven't double checked the the plot or anything i just kind of plugged and chugged uh it may be like more of a log log plot situation if we've got any data no make it buffs out there please comment go down to go down to, go down to uh go down to the year uh go down to 1997 and then just see if you can like zoom in on that chart so that we can get a better idea like yeah like oh there there's your exponential curve right there yep that's that's a, that's a nice one Check out our uh, Twitter and Instagram if you want to see a screen capture. So in our screen, what? Yeah, let's go. Hold on, the stream. So, hold on, your your stream on Discord. Oh, is paused. I don't know how. To, oh. 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 Okay. That is. Yeah, that's an now. exponential curve. Holy so in smokes. roughly. So in the in in the last two decades since the turn of since the since the 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 new millennium. The price of a gigaflop has gone down to almost zero. 
from fifteen hundred dollars. Whoa! And that's that's just and that that just that just shows you the the advancements in technology. So in in computer technology, like especially like right around the mid two thousands. Uh, now I'm kind of curious that that region between 1945 and 1997. That is, let's see, what jump is that? That's a 30 year jump, as opposed to yeah. the. Okay, so maybe some of the reason the data doesn't look so much is just because we don't have enough data points to like accurately represent the two regions. But I'm interested in kind of why it was a bigger leaps initially. You probably they're probably I don't think it was that many that many uh, computers that could do could perform those sorts of processes because you know think of how massive computers were back then and that's true they only did the simplest of tasks yeah, I'm, so I'm just the ones that did super ridiculous and... tasks like gigaflops obviously must have been yeah. taking up entire warehouses but also the prices of those with you know the I guess the invention of like you know with silicone and all of that um, or silicon whatever you want to call it. Um, with like the microchips and all of that has really drastically brought the price of it down. I think. I think it was you're kind of getting as the uh, the availability of size and resources, as as we yeah, ex- as that's... our computing power exponentially grows, it also is getting smaller and smaller and more storable in one to individual device, which this kind of plot that we're looking at doesn't really account for. But mm-hmm. that is that is stupid interesting. Another another PlayStation factoid for all of our, our I love it. listeners. And I thought it was just and I thought it was just a cute little thing because it's like, oh the PlayStation, that's cool. Uh-huh. I thought y'all would enjoy that, but we actually figured something out here. That's crazy. Wow. Love that. Mm-hmm. Wanna talk about uh Sugar Babies Harley? Sure. Well, I gotta get going, guys. Peace. Okay, bud. Be good. My two cents on Sugar Babies is uh they're a decent candy that gets stuck in your teeth (laughs) (laughs) thank you for that so i'll catch you guys later bye derek be good bye love you bye love you too i feel like other kinds of sugar babies also are a decent candy this week's local catch is brought to you by echo area echo area is a music duo out of atlanta consisting of members Jesse Chapman and Ryan Lockhoff. The two combine rich, layered synths over groovy, hip-hop-inspired drums to create synth pop to make your head nod. Echo Area has already released one EP, Parallax, and one single, Sunday Bop, and plan to release much more in 2021. So here is Overstayed by Echo Area.
That is Overstayed by Echo Area. Thank you, guys. You can find that there song coming out March 15th. Be on the lookout for that from Echo Area. Be sure to give them a like and a subscribe and follow them on their social media. I'm sure they'd very much appreciate it. Thank you, guys. That was a groovy little track. I liked it a lot. Yeah, that was awesome. I'm definitely going to be listening to that at work. That was like super vibing efficiency music. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I also feel like... One of the best songs I've heard. That's been that, that's been a local catch. Yeah, that's been oh. submitted. That's a that's Shots a high fired. bar, gentlemen. I've, I've, yeah, I've heard a lot of songs, and that was maybe my top number one. Top top number one. You heard it here first. Heard it here first. Heard it here first. Heard it. You heard it here first. I will say that song was not turdy at all. Don't shalali. mistake that. It's a very good song. I liked it. Very groovy. Harley, tell me about them sugar babies. So sugar babies, or is a type of relationship more generalized as a sugar relationship, uh, which can be from either a sugar daddy slash mommy or sugar mommy sugar baby slash boy. What? Okay. So I'm assuming that's sugar daddy correlating to sugar baby, and then a sugar mommy correlating to sugar boy. Okay. Okay. So what if it's a sugar mommy wanting a sugar baby? Or a sugar daddy wanting a sugar They're not boy. gender specific. I think maybe that's like a stevia situation. I'm not sure how that works. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's, so it's generalized as a sugar relationship is generalized as a form of transactional sexual relationship in which an older or wealthier partner provides material resources to a younger partner in return for, for her or his companionship. Is that... Where it stop? Is it just companionship? So this is where, it like, wait, what'd you say? Is it just companionship? What What do you What do you assume companionship entails? Hanging out, going out to dinner, talking, the way that it sounds. 
I would also preface this by saying I don't think prostitution should be illegal. If there's two consenting adults and one of them wants to pay for sex, I think that should be perfectly legal. I disagree with that, but we'll talk about that later. Interesting. Um, so my understanding is that it's a purely consensual at discretion with the understanding that there is a transaction of goods for services, which is the companionship. Mm-hmm. That is what separates this interaction from prostitution, is my understanding. Okay. We are not legal resources. You should not reference us. I right. am an idiot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, so that's that's the general framework mm-hmm. with which it falls within. Okay. If you are interested in any uh, studies, you can find lots of resources online. I found one particular article that was studying the correlations of personality traits and as, as well as the perceived nature of kind of that exchange interaction. Um, and they had like a couple hypotheses um, or hy- I don't know what the plural of that word is. I'm just hypotheses? realizing. Hypotheses? That might be, that might be right. Hypotheses, okay. Yeah. Um, I think one of, one of them was that generally they assumed that men would look towards the transaction as being more favorable like over the distribution of people, mm-hmm. uh, which was found to be true. Um, but I was I thought it interesting the standard deviation for that one kind of had some overlap so I think it was like whatever their scaling metric was I don't know that the the value of the number but it was like thirteen point seven for or something like that for the male and then like nine point whatever but then the standard deviation was like nine mm-hmm. so there's like a little bit of overlap so it wasn't like egregious um, but like a significant correlated difference en- enough to determine that there was a difference between the two data sets. Mm-hmm. Um, so generally, men perceive the relationship as being a more positive, acceptable thing, I think was what they were getting at with the study. Um, if you're interested, we can share it on our Insta- uh, Twitter and Instagram. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, so it, I don't know. It's, that's the, the general consensus of the psychological side of it. Uh, or that's not the generalization of that. There's a lot more detail in that article. Um, but yeah, what what... what I'm interested before we get too into like details, what your general knowledge of what that was before I just read that was. Emily, you go first. Um, I've had a, not a friend, but someone I know who I think was quote unquote a sugar baby. And from what I know, like she would go on dates and would just hang out and get paid to do those things. And then obviously the time spent, whether they went out to eat or whatever they did, um, the sugar daddy would also pay for those things. But it wasn't always just, I mean, I think sometimes people think that there's sexual actions involved and I don't think it's always that. I don't think that this person ever did that. Um, so I think what you've said pretty much sums up what I already thought. I don't know that, that there's like also um, like apps and stuff that you can go on like Tinder to find a sugar baby. I mean a sugar daddy or sugar mommy. Um, and it's just finding someone who has the same look of the outcome that you're wanting. And you just have to come up with your own terms and conditions just one-on-one it's not just like there's a set of rules and conditions for everybody 
everyone's going to be different. Yeah, I the like my general opinion, like surface level thing, is like at first it's like a weird not social norm thing mm-hmm. uh, because there's like I think there's like like the concept of being a gold digger is like such, has like a, such a negative connotation. Yeah. But in another way, like farmers only isn't that different in purpose. Both are just trying to provide a platform that has an understood range of expectations of both parties. Uh That's like a generalization. So like on one sense, like if you got a lot of money and you generally just want someone to spend it on be with you, not necessarily just to be with you, not necessarily Uh because they like want to be with you because they love and adore you. And that's the reason they're with you. Right. If you don't care about that, then why not exclusively search for someone who also doesn't care about that? I think that there are people who want to spend time with a person, like you just said. But I also think that there are some people who just like to flaunt their wealth and are like, interesting point. let me shower this person for a while with a bunch of money. And not only to that person, but to the people that they're around. Because each new person that they get, each new person's going to want X and X and X and X and X amount of things to show off. And that's it's a big making to their that ego. person look better, even better and even better. Mm-hmm. Uh. Or even wealthier, not better, but even wealthier and even wealthier. Yeah, there's there's a lot of really interesting like socioeconomic aspects that go into it when you think about like what it means for the person that is receiving money for basically just like a casual relationship mm-hmm. um, compared to like a standard relationship. Right? And then like on the other side, like because I think the general, well, I, I assume that the general public consensus of that type of relationship would be frowned upon mm-hmm. the aspect of the person paying for the service of the, or tr- for the transaction of the relationship, uh, like not wanting to be that, like wanting it to be a public thing. And also like the understanding between the two parties that it's like not a mutually exclusive thing either. Uh huh. It's just a lot of interesting dynamics from like a sociology point of view. Mm. So go, go back to where you said that the, you s- like the man's perspective of it, or, or I'm, Saying like the um, I guess pursuer, not necessarily. I don't want to like gender specific. It's either the, per- the sugar daddy or the sugar mom. Yeah, the pursuer. They they're they see it as like a beneficial relationship. Did, did you say something about that? Yes. Yeah, so, oh, well, this I, actually now that you think about, it, I don't. I think I'll have to go back and read the study in more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think the the comparison that was made was exclusive to gender, male versus female and perception. Okay. What was the sugar baby's perspective? Hold did on, they can I pause? Why did you say that the person spending the money was the pursuer? What if someone just wants to make money for having a friend and to flaunt that, their own that stuff? Is what if that's a, the pursuer? Uh, like, what point. if I went into it saying, you were the pursuer. I'm the pursuer and I just want to well, make money? I think that's kind of where another aspect of this is because there's not really a pursuer. They're both pursuing, right? There's an right? offer and a receiver. Yeah. Because they're both pursuing But they're also okay. a transaction. Okay. They're yeah, also yeah, yeah. both offering and they're both also receiving just one's yeah. money and one's attention. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like any other quote-unquote transaction. The person spending money versus the person getting the money for the good. Mm-hmm. Or service or whatever. Mm. 
it's not necessarily a pursuer. They're both pursuing something. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's just I, a different side of the... No, yeah. I absolutely... Yeah, I 100% agree with that. I stand corrected. So... Thank God. Can you re-ask your question? The uh, receiver, is it perceived as psychologically damaging on their side? I did not, in my scanning of this article, I did not see anything that investigated the psychological damning, damaging aspect of the relationship. Uh, I think it was primarily focused on the self-reported positiveness with which they perceived. Mm-hmm. So you could, might take like a, a you can't, it's dangerous to kind of flip the data to the negative on, mm-hmm. on the assumption that it correlates. Um, so I'm, I'm not sure. You you might not uh, um, you might not know off the top of your head. Is it like what the um, offerer? Is it what they're projecting onto the receiver? What is they they're considering is beneficial, or is it their own like satisfaction that they're reporting? I think it's very much so their own satisfaction with which they see the interaction or the the transaction. Okay. So it's like if we'll just set an example. Let's say you have a sugar mommy and a sugar boy Mm -hmm. in that exchange based off of this study the male or the sugar boy perceives the exchange more positively than the female or sugar mommy Mm -hmm. well well (laughs) based off of numbers and stuff (laughs) that they did in the study and like i said we'll share the article and they have a Does lot more detail than what I'm going into. But. Have anything on relationships that are same sex? I did not read enough to know. Okay, just curious. I didn't know if that accounted for if both parties were equally as happy if they were both the same sex. Yeah, and I'm or not happy, but I equally fulfilled. Fulfilled yeah. in the relationship. Yeah. I know that they. I think one of the aspects they looked at was the sugar daddy baby sides. Mm-hmm. Um, but the only things that I came across when I was reading was the male versus female perception. Cause I think that was what the study was really looking at was mm-hmm. male versus female perception, not necessarily which side of that exchange it was coming from. And that um, makes most sense considering most, if not all relationships, girls are the most finicky when it comes to any kind you of just relationship. Off so many people. I <laughs> mean, oh, that's what I'm saying. I'm saying most. I'm a female and I I mean looking at my l- small group of friends who are females, that's just what I have noticed in those that that a group of people that's 85% the female who's more finicky and more not saying that that's always true. Are, but are you saying uh Finicky as in, as it would correlate to what? Um, wh- like, which side of that transaction would be? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, like, okay. like, I'm saying... Like, so, they're like, p- their perception of the transaction would be finicky, is what you're saying. Well, in, in their own relationships or in the relationship between the sugar daddy and sugar baby? What are you trying to ask me? Uh, let me rephrase my question. Are you saying that the woman's perception of a relationship would be more finicky than a man's perception of a relationship? Not perception. I think just maybe 
inward perception of life. Not towards a relationship specifically. Oh, just but like, like general outlook. General outlook, okay. maybe. And uh, feelings, I think, also involved or not involved. Mm-hmm. And especially maybe this study. I don't know. I haven't read it. But it sounds like maybe... As in a lot of times, girls get too emotionally attached in things, and maybe that's why they're not as satisfied in this study. I don't know. I haven't read it. But sometimes that's what happens a lot in normal relationships. I guess girls just suck is what I'm trying to say. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Just kidding. I'm a girl. I don't suck. I was trying to think of how to say it. I couldn't get it out. I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, everybody? It's the Sheik Tariq here. Just wanted to apologize for having to leave the conversation early tonight. I had some things I had to take care of, but not the matter. I am back with you now. And by now, you are probably balls deep in this riveting conversation about sugar babies brought to you by the wonderful research of our esteemed Harley. Kudos to you, Harley. What a strapping young lad. So now I will give you a few more interjected points of what I was going to say this evening, but was not able to. Sugar babies are delicious. Uh, They cool you off on a hot summer's day. And if you or a loved one has been exposed to sugar babies, you may be entitled to financial compensation. Just dial 1-800-69-DADDY. That's right, 1-800-69-DADDY. Now back to our regularly scheduled programming. Yeah, I don't know. I don't don't know. I don't know what else to say. So, well, I I just remember something I want to talk about. So, you mentioned Uh, one, One hour, 44 minutes. You mentioned websites, and there are dedicated websites and apps and things, but one that I recently came across that kind of brought up my interest in this topic um, was that there is a website, and I don't even remember what the name of it is right now, but you can, as a sugar baby slash boy, get paid for responding to people's messages. So you're That's it. That is the purpose. It's back and forth. Instant messaging, basically. And you were compensated for your yes. time. Yes. That is fascinating, but also like, as both of you being married, one, would y'all consider doing that? If it's just a casual conversation that you're getting paid for. <laughs> like if y'all had the ag- understanding agreement that... Is this, okay, so let me clarify. Is this if we would do this or if we would let our wives no, do this? No, the men, because you said sugar. Babies or boys. Oh, okay, I, I thought you specify. only said boys. Um, okay, so you as boys, you as men, would y'all said, I'm a man. I'm a sugar man. <laughs> sugar, sugar man. man. <laughs> would y'all do this? If it's if it's you go and you have the understanding that it's nothing sexual, so you're like not gonna be texting, you're not gonna be talking about anything sexually related. If it's just a weird friendship, 
like a like a hey what are you doing today what are your plans today what are you up to how do you so sleep weird stuff uh, but not sexual things Go ahead, i think Harley. this would depend heavily on the platform for me generally i'm very opposed as just like a general answer um because i feel like it introduces room for temptation well, temptation to a certain extent, but more than temptation is the violation of the trust agreement that you have with your spouse mm-hmm. when you enter a relationship. Mm-hmm. And I think it introduces unnecessary doubt. That's very, yeah, your, very well said. On both parties of sure. your actual like marital relationship. Sure. Um, however, some platforms are crazy in the level of detail that they allow you to put into your profile. So you could say, like, currently married, just looking for friendship relationships that are non-sexual, non-relational, just like people that want to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. So you could specify in that nature, and in that sense, I would be open to considering it. Interesting. Parker, what about you? You're talking to your wife here. Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um... So before you, with that designation, before that, I would uh, I would say that no, with n- not even that I necessarily feel like I would be tempted, but just with the possibility of emotional attachment, I wouldn't on even on your side. Not, side. yeah, I'm saying like not ne- not necessarily even in my side. I wouldn't want to put somebody else in that situation. You wouldn't want somebody where I could to get never could re- re- yeah, get attached to you. where I could never reciprocate it. We're getting deep into our personal personalities here because surface level evaluation of our two responses so far. Mine is heavily transactional cause and effect, and mm-hmm. yours is emotional attachment. Mm-hmm. So, which is like, I generally have a kind of a robot approach to going through (laughs) interactions with people. Sure. And (laughs) I find that my experiences with you, Parker, has been generally that you're just a quality stand-up person who knows how to feel for his friends. Um, Remember that, bitch! (laughs) (laughs) But... Peace out, guys. I know. See, and this is like, maybe, maybe this is some of why this is attractive for people that have the money and means to do this. Mm Mm-hmm is that you can kind of specify what exactly you're looking for. Because a lot, like I said, a lot of these profiles have like crazy level of details that are pre-selected options. Mm-hmm. It's not like a you have to type in specific things. Like these are just like things a you click that you for click and then on. past that you can also specify like... I, I don't mm, know. When Even if I was just being paid to like be someone's friend... Mm-hmm. I almost feel like I would feel guilty for like taking advantage of that person for yeah. being compensated for it. And, th- and this is, like I said, that, yeah. I understand that. But then there are people who get paid to clean houses. There are people who get paid to watch people's children. And it's like more of a... See, it's, that's a... It's more of a family relationship. So, like, housekeepers are very personal. And they become, like, family to, peop- to people whose yeah. houses they clean. And though they become friends and though they become, like, family, there's still a money guarantee there. 
And so, even if they both ever s- decide to quit getting paid, it's not like even though they both got emotionally attached, they can still withdraw their services and be okay. Yes, yeah, because like your initial comment just a minute ago was from a perspective of like feeling guilty that you're getting paid for someone to talk to you. And that's under the assumption that the person paying isn't trying to do a service for someone in a worse off situation than them. If you look it from that perspective, then it's a philanthropic effort where you're just trying to help people out mm-hmm. and also get to enjoy their company. See, this is where like the breakdown is like a pure <sighs> intention versus reality. Uh-huh. And it could also be a situation where someone doesn't know how to be a good friend and so they're wanting to message a person as a friend to learn how to be a good friend and there are like people who do the same exact platform but for learning a new language yeah and you're getting paid to like if i wanted to learn spanish i could go to someone who is Spanish speaking and pay them to literally text me so I can get their specific dialect yeah. and stuff without it being weird. I'm, I'm just picturing, I've been watching a lot of Big Bang Theory. <laughs> and I'm just picturing a Rajesh situation where he's like typing people online to try to figure out how to date someone. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> he can't physically talk to them in person. <laughs> yeah, I don't even, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to preemptively say, no, nah, I can never do this. Yeah. Hmm, I, think, I think that would generally be my answer as well. Mm-hmm. The flip, okay, flip side of that. Would you or I consider <laughs> allowing is a dangerous word in the situation, but how? what would your general thoughts be on your wife doing that? Yeah, for her. I am, I, because I almost feel like it's the opposite for me. I am so trusting that like I just trust Emily n- to n- nothing ever come of it. Like if it's a full like philanthropic, throbbing, throbbing situation, <laughs> that I she can she can handle it and she's not going to do anything to betray my trust. I was like, okay, whatever. I'm yeah. also very open and honest about literally the dumbest things, and I feel bad for the dumbest, most m- minuscule things that. I should never feel bad about, but I feel so bad. I tell him, he's like, okay, I don't care. So like, I think in our specific situation, if I were to do it and I felt bad or weird about anything. Oh yeah. She would, would tell me 100%. Tell and it's a, another thing. Like I would probably feel okay with doing that. And if at some point I felt like it became more of a friendship and not a transaction, I might would text the person and be like, Hey, if you don't want to pay this for this anymore, but you still need a friend, yeah. I'm not going to charge you for this, and we can just be friends. Yeah. So this is, for me... I'm, like, getting emotional about this. I feel I bad. Can, like, I can, what see, if it. There I are can people, see it in your face. What if there are people who literally just have tried, and, they're like, they're not trying to flaunt money, but what if there are people who have literally just tried to have friends and no one wants to be friends with them, and so they're literally just be like here's money. Please be my friend. I need someone to talk to like uh, seeing a therapist, but this may be a cheaper way than seeing a therapist. I I would imagine that that is a significant chunk of people that are on those websites. So, I mean, I kind of like want to do it because I feel bad now. (laughs) I feel bad for people who don't have friends. (laughs) (laughs) No, but from, from my perspective, 
so you said you were too trusting or so trusting. Not too trusting. Or not too trusting, but so trusting. So trusting. See, even that is like my interpreting what you said. Mm-hmm. I trust my wife, and if it was just based off of how much I trust my wife, I'd just like do whatever. I don't care. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Me. We married two great men. Yeah. Say, so me props. I five. But I don't trust myself to not be jealous. Mm. And I wouldn't want to introduce a situation mm. where there was something that I would be hesitant to tell my wife that it was bothering me. Okay. Because that like line of communication is very uh-huh. important. But how is that us. different than her having any other male friends or female friends? Because it is a transaction. Because it's something that I know is regular and data-driven, and I, as an engineer, am terrified of what the internet and algorithms can do. Okay. The, uh, I mean, that's kind of how, like, like dating online and eHarmony and all those other things are based off of algorithms that learn. And the more data you put into something and the more sophisticated of a data bank that you have, mm-hmm. you can just get an exponentially updated algorithm and then start doing some crazy stuff. And if the company decided, hey, we want to make sure people start hooking up, they can just push you towards people that you're more tending to do things with. So, like, I am not trusting from the standpoint of I don't trust myself to not do the things I know are wrong. So mm-hmm. I try to avoid those situations. Not that I can't avoid the situations, but I, with my relationships that I hold most dear, including... You don't want to push the limit? I, I don't want to offer any option. I want to do whatever is in my ability and what I consider my responsibility mm-hmm. to avoid, especially with like the vulnerabilities of myself. Um, but yeah, the, the aspect of it that is philanthropic is like a, that kind of touches on like our moral skew, which is a Christian skew, mm-hmm. quote unquote, generalized mm-hmm. Christian view. Cause I know that's kind of broad for a lot of people. A lot of people get really turned off by that branding. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that the perspective of being in like a philanthropic effort is an interesting way to look at that area of the internet. Um, and then like the implications of like at what point do you offer to do it for free if it is a philanthropic, philanthropic from the sugar baby, sugar boy perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, or like how much do you give someone if you're giving them money as a philanthropic effort? Yeah. And how many, how do you, if you have X amount of money that you can share, how do you choose to split it between people and how many people do you split it between? Mm. There's like a lot of really interesting things that you could talk about. Wow. That, when we started, that is not where I anticipated us ending up. Dang. Emily, so you're going to be a sugar baby? you want me to be? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's a trick question. All right, Adam. Do you want me to be? Is there anything else you'd like to add? <laughs> his name is Harley. sugar baby. Are you going to start paying me to hang out with you? <laughs> <laughs> I, pay an, you? I pay enough. <laughs> <laughs> you did buy me a car. <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And you're buying me a computer. <laughs> and diamond earrings and diamond necklace. Blah, 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 blah. You make me seem a lot more spoiled than I am. <laughs> and a water heater. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> she starts listing up things herself. Uh, is there anything else you wanted to 
touch on before we Harley, not Adam. move on? Tacos flops babies. Tacos flops babies. What I was going to say uh, is, Adam, you cut right here because we're going to do a local catch, but then you're going to move it before that last topic. Since the magic of editing. All this better be gone, Adam. If it's still here, I will punch in the dick. I did want to say something after Harley said tacos flops babies. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Uh, I just wanted to throw out this question. How many sugar babe or sugar daddies slash sugar mommies do you think buy street tacos for their sugar babies? How many tacos can one sugar daddy juggle? That's and not how many question. of those tacos result in diarrhea? Like how many times do you think someone wealthy enough to pay for a date actually buys like tacos as a meal? And how no. many data transactions are done while buying said tacos? Not unless they go to some like remember that um vegan like a fancy that vegan that vegan restaurant we went to in Atlanta Mm that they would have to go to somewhere pretentious like that that also serves tacos or maybe what if the sugar daddy or sugar mommy took their sugar baby to Mexico and bought authentic tacos okay or like Ecuador or tacos thinking out of the box flew there for their how many tacos do you think have been spent by a sugar baby I mean a sugar daddy or sugar mommy I'm thinking not that many. In the grand scheme of other purchases, I'm thinking very minuscule, maybe less than five percent. See now, I just, now I just want to go and look at like the average transaction for people. <laughs> Me on too. These websites. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> this is the yeah, the the data analytics side of my brain is like. And what do they spend mm, money on? Tasty. I feel like the m- most popular would be restaurants in general, uh, plane tickets, hotel rooms. Um. Some sort of, I don't know if you can log this in somewhere, but just, uh, I, don't, like, I don't know if there's research to support this other than sending from one bank to the other, but specifically for your someone's rent slash mortgage. I think a lot of people get paid. Um, um, I guess that's the difference between getting paid and what they're doing. So that's that's completely different. All right, let's get out of here. All right, bye. It's been real. Emily, you want to give us a little plug and chug and we'll get out of here? Okay. We have been Catch All Podcast. You can find us on all the social medias and podcast services. Be sure to subscribe and throw us a like or follow. I've had the wifey for lifey, M Dog. Here I am, Harley Dean. Hello, and I have been Parker, and we are Catch All Podcast. We will see you guys in two weeks. Take it easy. Catch All Podcast is a subsidiary of Catch All Studios LLC and the unfortunate brainchild of Parker Ivy. Your hosts have been me, Parker Ivy, Adam Knight, Emily Ivy, Derek Smith, and Harley Chesney. Catch All Studios is located right here in Griffin, Georgia. Our theme song was written by Drew Miller and performed by Adam Knight and Parker Ivy. Our logo was designed by Pia Polito. You can find her on Twitter at WorksByPip. If you would like to support the show, please head over to patreon.com slash catchallpodcast. Any amount is greatly appreciated and will go towards improving the show.